So today we have our own uh, Joel Nunez, who's going to come and share the word with us this morning. And so come on up, Joel. We'll pray for him. And he says he's got a Christmas message, so I'm ready for this one. So, well, Lord, we just thank you for the Nunez family. Father, we thank you for the gift that they are to this body. And, and Lord, uh, you have a well that, that, that Joel has been digging. And, Father, we want to hear from you. We want the anointing, Lord, just to flow out of that well that he's been digging with you. And we're, we're listening to hear from our father, from our brother. In the name of the Lord Jesus, Lord, we just bless him in Jesus' name. Merry Christmas to everyone. What a privilege to be here and be able to share with you this morning. I'm like so excited with uh, just what I feel the Lord has given me to share today that I, I hope the Holy Spirit is able to just work through a broken vessel and through my weakness and and just um, just speaking to each other, each, everyone's um, heart today. And so I think it was like two weeks ago I had opened up the service and, and I just shared a little bit about um, how we can be so busy in the season of Christmas that we end up not having space in the inn of our hearts for the Lord. And then it was really neat because Joshua Ligner over here um, started singing this impromptu song that was, May My Heart Be a Manger. And it was this really, really sweet time. We just sang that over and over. And then I think it was a week later, we had the, the Christmas dinner and we were all running, you know, trying to get food and going in different cars. I was going to pick up my mom. And all of a sudden, I just realized, I'm like, man, I am, I'm like busy. I am, my mind is scattered. I'm, we're running in different directions, but am I being present for what we're celebrating tonight? And that was, you know, the Christmas dinner that we were doing at church and, and of this season. And, and I just stopped and I was just like, Lord, may my heart be a manger. And all of a sudden, as I, as I just prayed that, as I was driving to get my mom, I had to bring her over here to the church uh, dinner. I just realized I'm like, Lord, what can I do so that the manger of my heart is a place you enjoy dwelling? And I just started getting teared up because I had never, I'd never really thought about it that way. I never thought about how. I mean, we, we, we talk a lot about joy to the world, the Lord has come, but how many times do we truly realize the awesomeness of the message of Christmas? And I loved that, just the, the way the Lord just ties things together, where the song that they chose was Emmanuel, God with us, and then uh, Miriam said, God in us, and she said, if we only got that, and that is a message that, that I really want to highlight today is Emmanuel. Because we talk about um, Jehovah Nisi, right? Rapha, my healer, my provider. Talk about Jesus as our Savior. All these are things that are so important and beautiful. But one of the things that I, I was so excited about, I was like, can I share this? 
and then later I was like, oh man, what did I get myself into? Um, but I, I just, I feel so overwhelmed and excited about this. And, and I feel that if we can grasp a little bit, I mean, I think it will take through eternity for us to fully get it. But if we can grasp a little bit more the fact, the truth that Jesus came to tabernacle, as, as Travis said, and dwells in us. And so if you want to open your Bibles to John 14, we're going to kind of camp out in John 14 and 15. Um, And we'll go to John fourteen twenty three. I mean, I, I just I encourage everyone, read John 14 and John 15 during this Christmas season. Um, it's awesome. I mean, these chapters are so jam-packed full of amazing things. But something that, that I felt just a revelation from God that was really, really exciting and cool is to think of Adam and Eve, oftentimes we're like, oh, if we could go back to the garden when, when things were perfect and, and man walked with God. But what's really amazing is that the, after the sin, there was an amazing promise and all these prophecies that God would say, send a way to save us and redeem us from our sin he would send Emmanuel, God with us. And I feel, I don't know if you guys are like this, um, but as parents or, or when you have a gift for someone that you're really excited about, that you wrap it, you, I don't put it in a tree or wherever, whatever you're doing with it um, while it's waiting to be given to someone. And you're so excited, you almost want to tell the person about what the gift is. I mean, you're just about to explode. And I feel that, that that was what was happening in heaven when Jesus was born. And the angels, a host of angels, burst out in song and said, joy to the world and peace on earth. And, and I just, I think that that if we can understand this, and I'm going to share this again. This is from John 14. Um, John 14, 23. Jesus answered him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. We will make our home with them, the Father and the Son. And then later, you know, in verse um, 26, he says, um, he talks about just, okay, I'll just read this. It says, these things I've spoken to you while I'm still with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. And if it were not amazing enough that Jesus came into the world, the tabernacle, the Father, when we love the Son 
If we love Jesus, the Father comes and makes his home in us, and the Holy Spirit, the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit live in us. And I was, it was just making me so excited to kind of grasp a little bit more about it. And then I just was like, how is it that I haven't gotten this? And, and so many of us, we might know it intellectually, but we, we kind of don't get it in a way that it transforms our lives and we live differently. And, and I felt like what God was saying is that we haven't combined God's word and his truth with faith. And I'm going to share a dream, and then I'm going to just continue on with um, just some other passages here. But um, this month of December has been, has been difficult, a lot of sickness that we've been dealing with, and just kind of frustrating because it has lingered, and then it got worse, and I ended up with fever and chills, and then one kid's sick, and I mean, it was just, it's been a lot of things, but at the same time, it's been a really amazing month of pressing in, leaning in, and I love what, what Travis says of just how, and, and heaven's going to be easy to praise God, right? There's no gravity keeping our arms down. Um, there, we're not going to be tired and like, oh, you know, I didn't have my breakfast today, and I didn't sleep well last night. We, we're going to be able to praise God really easily. Um, but when we praise God, when we don't feel like it, um, it can really touch the heart of God. And, and I was just really encouraged by, by what Travis shared a few Sundays ago. And I've just been trying to, just at night or even when I wake up in the morning and I had a rough night and I'm just like, Jesus, I love you. I love you so much. Thank you for a new day. And just praising the Lord. And and in that process, like God's just been revealing more and more of himself in, in just a sweet way. But um, one of these things was this dream that I had. And I, in this dream, we were, I can't remember the, the location of it, but we were in this area and in a far table, there was this glass, a glass table. And I saw my youngest daughter, Areya, standing there and the table fell over and it cut her arm off, her right arm off. And I ran over there. Um, my heart was beating and pounding. Um, I grabbed her arm and I grabbed the other part that was on the floor and put it, put it to my cheek, one on each side. As I was like crying and I was you know, quickly trying to you know, just get her help and then, um, th then take her to the hospital. And I woke up from the dream and my heart was pounding. I just started praying. I started praying protection over her. I just started um, praying protection over all my children. And, and, but it just, it rocked me. Um, and, and I woke up um, the next morning, was just praying, asking the Lord about it. And the following day, I, I was talking to a, a mentor of mine uh, that, that I met um, through the School of the Prophets. He's pastor in Florida, and just said, hey, I had this dream, and maybe you can help me. I've been praying about it, but I, I don't know the interpretation of it. Uh, maybe you can help me with it. And he, he said, you know, I've had dreams about my children, you know, things that are like that, and you take care of business first, you pray for them, you cover them with the blood of Jesus. But then, you know, many times there's other things that, that represent um, things um, 
that they're not literal. And, and he's, he told me about um, Rick Joyner had years ago uh, uh, this dream where one of his children was in a, in a ditch covered in mud and people around him were just laughing at him and just kind of just talking about, you know, just badly about, and one person came from the crowd and helped pull out his, his son or daughter and wipe them down and he just felt this love and appreciation that someone had stopped and taking care of his son didn't just throw insults like other people had. And so God used that dream to then say, um, Jim Baker is my son. This was after all the whole thing that had happened with PTL. And he said, I want you to love my son like you would want others to love your son. And it really just spoke to Rick, and he, he was part of just trying to love him and restore him. And so he shared that with me, and, and I was like, wow, that's, that's really interesting. And, and so he said, you know, I, I feel like the, he's like, which arm was it? And, and he said, and I told him the right arm. And I said, he, then he told me, the, I feel like your daughter represents the church and, and God's body. And the right arm um, represents faith. And this is something that Bob Jones, you know, believed that the right side was faith um, and the left was ministry. Um, and, and some might have you, I, I don't know if that's biblical or whatever, but um, in the Bible it talks about, um, Paul's talking about the right hand of fellowship was extended to, um, to him by the other disciples. And so um, there, there's a lot of things that, that symbolize the right side. And... And then he asked me, what's the age of your daughter? And she's like, she's three. It's like, okay, so she's, she's an infant. And so what he, he understood and shared with me was that the church right now, um, the faith has been broken. Like the faith that God is looking for, unfortunately, is not there. And, and it's in an infancy, but the way God heals and restores it is when we come to the face of God. We bring, healing comes when we come to the face of Jesus. And I was like, wow. I was like, I mean, I, I, I never would have <laughs> come to that interpretation. Um, but it really resonated with me because for the last um, two, three months, God has been speaking to me about faith in my life. I read a book um, by Smith Wigglesworth, um, Ever Increasing Faith, and it really convicted me so much how we can read the Bible and not really believe what the Bible says. We can believe enough that makes us feel warm and fuzzy, but it doesn't change our life, it doesn't change the way we pray, it doesn't change the way we walk every day. And, and so it really just spoke to me. And then another thing that um, was, God was speaking to me as well was um, this last School of the Prophet at Morningstar. I met this, this gentleman from Hong Kong, and he's high-functioning autistic. And he's just a very quiet, introverted um, individual, and somehow God connected us. And God gave me this love for him that only the Lord could have given. Um, he's in his um, later 60s. 
but because of his autism and how he grew up um, in Hong Kong, he, he didn't have a lot of friends. He was very lonely. Um, and in fact, God was his only friend. And since the age of three years old, he would have these conversations with God like his best friend. And he would be like, God, how is, how is it that that car is only the size of my thumb my thumb because my thumb is bigger than his. You know, just these childlike conversations of just dialogue with the Lord, just really sweet. And over the years has gotten, you know, just um, obviously more maturity. And But, you know, the, the Bible talks about unless the, that we're like children, we'll not enter the kingdom of heaven. And it's not, not being childlike, um, but it's having that innocence and that faith and he shared something that, that really stirred me. He, he said, I was talking to God, and I said, Lord, if you enjoy my presence, because you, you say that you enjoy when we're with you, um, I want to know that, and I want to be able to see that you're really enjoying me and smiling at me. And your word says that I'm seated in heavenly places with you. So I want to be able to see that you're smiling. And I was just like, what a, what a cool and interesting dialogue with God, right? Like, how neat that, that we can approach God with this innocence and with this love and this with desire to know him. And, you know, one of the things coming back to um, just faith, right, is that Jesus, when he, when he walked the earth, the greatest people that he admired about was those that had faith. And I feel like we can have faith in certain areas of our lives uh, for God's provision or maybe for a miracle that we need of healing, um, just different things that, that we pray for and we have different degrees of faith. But somehow I feel like um, we, we don't apply our faith always to God's word and what the scripture says about himself. And I just, <laughs> the, the, I'm, I'm trying to read the Bible in, in that way to apply faith to the Bible where if it says that he dwells in me, I can take that to the bank that he really dwells in me. And I want to be able to walk in that reality. And, and that prayer that God gave me of asking him how I could make him more comfortable living in me reminds me of my, my younger brother for some time in college got some connection with this executive that had like a limo and he needed him to drive him. So here's my brother, uh, uh, you know, young um, college student driving this guy around. He was, he was always a good driver. And he just talked about how as a limousine driver, you have to drive very differently because you don't want the jerking stop and stop, starts and stops. People are working in the back, writing, typing. So you want to be as smooth as possible, taking off, um, just everything that you do. And using that same analogy, we... Like I, 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 some of you maybe have felt this way, but I had not realized or even thought about how, 
how do the decisions that I make in my life, how is it the way that I move, that I think, um, just my actions, how do they affect Jesus? How do they affect the Father, the Holy Spirit in me? And, and I, I've been kind of chewing on this, what I'm sharing with you, I have not attained it. It's like, as Paul, you know, the, the Apostle Paul says, you know, I'm, I'm straining towards it. Um, I, I'm just, I've tasted a little bit about it, but these, since I, God gave me this, he started speaking to me about this, I've changed what I've been watching. Not that, you know, I was watching anything that I, that I shouldn't, but just, I'm like, Lord, you're in me. And, you know, the Bible talked about, you know, setting up the tent of tabernacle, right? It was perfect, all this. It was like, Lord, help me to the decisions that I make, what I entertain myself with, what I'm thinking about. I want for you to be comfortable. I want for you to enjoy dwelling in the manger of my heart. I want you to be able to have that joy because the joy of the Lord is our strength as well. And so I've been I've just been meditating on this and chewing on it. And I, I really feel that you know this this dream that, that I had is God wants for us to increase in our faith applied to the fellowship, the relationship we have with God. And if we get this right, it will revolutionize our life. It will change us because all the joy, all the peace, everything that we want is in Jesus. And we're empowered by the Holy Spirit. And so I, I just want to encourage everyone with this of to ask God, it's like, Lord, how can I apply faith to your word where it says that you've come and created your home. It also talks about that we're the temple of the Holy Spirit. And if we, we ask the Lord to see him, you know, in the Bible it talks about that Stephen saw Jesus. And so I think so many times, I, I don't know about, about you guys, but we can come to church and we'll sing and we're, we feel like we're singing to a God that's somewhere like, I don't know where, and then we leave and then, yeah, I mean, God's somewhere. But for those that have accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior, he dwells in us. And that should rock our worlds. It should revolutionize the way we think, the way we act. I mean, we have his divine wisdom. We have his divine power. We have his authority. And I really believe that what we, you know, the, the three main things here of our church, um, one of them is God's presence. And I think that if we can get this about God's presence is always in us and with us, from it, this is really cool. Um, let me continue here in John 14. So in verse 12, it says, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. And greater works than these he will do, because I am going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. 
if you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. How many of us, when we pray, do we believe with that confidence? But it's available to us. It is God's word. It is as true as any other verse in the Bible. But it comes from a place of, you know, what I love about John 14 and then John 15 is John 15 talks about that Jesus, he says, I am the true vine and my father is a vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. And there's this beautiful relationship that I feel also, you know, just with the whole theme of knowing that God dwells in us, is a branch, if we cut a branch off a tree, it's going to die and wither. Yet, so often we, we come to God for just a little drip to somehow keep us alive, rather than realizing that all the life, all the nutrition, all the nutrients we need are constantly available to us, and we need him desperately. Like, it should be more desperate, you know, for us than, than the next meal, um, because that is truly our lifeline here and for all eternity. And it's also from that place that our hearts are in the, in the right place that we can then be able to ask according to his will and have that confidence that he will do it. And so uh, coming back to uh, John 15, um, verse, verse 7, yeah, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. As a father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. And then he says, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. So he tells us how we continue to stay in that place of abiding. We keep his commandments. And that is that we love one another. Yeah? He says, abide in my love just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I've spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. Then he goes on in verse 12. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. And then if we jump down to um, verse 16, it says, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should bear fruit and that your fruit should abide, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I have commanded to you so that you will love one another. And so I love this because as we love God more, he will bear fruit in us, and we will be able to ask anything in his name, and he will do it. And those things that are on his heart, we're so abiding in him. We're so attentive to his voice that then we'll be able to do those greater works of healing, of just helping people get free from addiction, free from just the things in this world that, that hold us captive. 
And it's, it's something that, that, you know, again, is, I feel, and, and some of you maybe, maybe are, are getting greater glimpses of it, but I just feel like, like God just shone, shone a light on God's word and on this about the relationship in a way that he's never done before because I've been praying. I'm like, Lord, I want to, you know, as, as um, we shared from the retreat, um, both Travis and, and Paul, we've been, the prayer has been that we want to be grounded in love and also we want to be bent, right? We want God to bend us in the image of Jesus. And, and that's part of the pruning, right? He's, he's forming that branch the way he wants it to bear fruit and to bear lots of fruit. And so with, with this message that, that one of the things that says in the Bible that when Jesus returns, um, will he find faith, right? And my prayer is that, that this morning, we all, as we celebrate Christmas, celebrate the King of all kings, that a new faith would come forth in our lives to apply that faith that can move mountains to God's word and what he says about himself and to help us grasp the reality of Christ in us, the Father in us, the Holy Spirit, and to be able to then walk out with the power and authority, but above everything he says, right? This is how we'll know that we're his disciples, by the love we have for one another. And I just wanted to come back to the, the point of this autistic friend of mine. I, I've started to pray differently, asking to see Jesus. I want to truly believe that, you know, if the Bible says I'm seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, it means I am seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. We are two-dimensional beings. We are here present with each other, but also through a spirit, we're connected with the Lord. And that is amazing. Like that is, if we could only grasp how awesome that is. And, and one of the ways I think that, that we can start to see Jesus is through the scripture, asking the Lord that we could see him. And even reading in Revelations, it talks about Jesus, what he looks like and ask that the Lord would open the eyes of our hearts. It also says, set your mind on the spirit and the things above, but also says, your eyes on Jesus, right? And, and we can say, okay, well, that just means we're, we're somehow looking and we're, but one of the ways I think for now is, you know, to start with is looking at what Jesus says about himself, seeing him through the eyes of that and then of the Bible and then saying, Lord, how can, I reflect you. How can I make the manger of my heart a place where your light can shine in and through me? And when we believe, right, Abraham, the father of faith, he believed and is counted towards him in righteousness. 
And, and we have the choice to believe many different things. And I want to encourage everyone that in this Christmas, we ask the Lord to help us believe. And like the man said, Lord, help my unbelief. Even the areas that you're like, I don't really understand this. I don't get this. It's okay to bring that before God because he delights in us asking him that we can love him more, that we can abide in him, that we can create a place where he is comfortable, where he enjoys living. And what's awesome is that it's not about us doing and striving. We just ask the Lord and he empowers us to love him back and love others. I mean, God is so awesome. And, and it's something that is available to us every moment. So I'll close with this and then we can you know, pray. Each of us were fearfully and wonderfully created, the Bible says. Each of you is beautiful and amazing and has a purpose from God. And that's why we're all here. And that's why we're here today, because God has been tugging to our hearts, speaking to us in different ways. And sometimes we can feel like we're inadequate, we don't look like that person, we don't do this like others, whatever. But I want, God gave me this analogy that I hope really sinks in with all of us is, think about a flashlight. There's all these, you know, I, I meant to bring a little basket of props and, and I forgot it running out the door. But think about all the different shapes of flashlights there are, right? There's all these flashlights. And they all have a purpose to shine a light. But without power, they don't do anything. They're just a pile of metal and batteries and um, you know, plastic, whatever it's made out of. And us, we're, we're just dust. We're just a pile of dust formed together, but breathed on by the Lord, the Holy Spirit, and filled with the light of the world. And the, when we are truly alive and functioning the way we're meant to function, is when we invite God, the God of heaven and earth, that decided to leave heaven and tabernacle with us, live inside us, and empower us to be like him and live like him, that we can live an extraordinary life for him and for his purposes until we finally reach that goal where we are in the new heaven and new earth, the new Jerusalem. We are together with our heavenly father. And it is really exciting to think that each of us have a unique light that nobody else has. Each of us has this amazing value. And I want, if anybody feels undervalued, I want you to know that you are valued by God and you are valued in our body, in this church, and in the overall body of church, of, of, of God, of the churches. Because it is not by accident that, that we are here. Um, but it's, I, I love, I forgot who had said that, but it's just, it's not about 
our abilities, but it's our availability, right? And so I just want to just close in prayer and invite you to just bow your heads. Lord, we, we thank you for the amazing, amazing gift of Jesus that came to save us, but then also to fill us and to live in us with the Father and the Holy Spirit and uh, empower us to be able to be a light to this world, to be able to love one another, to be able to love you back well. I ask you that, that we, you would restore faith in us, that when Jesus returns, he would find faith in us, that we believe your word, we believe what you say about your word, we believe that you dwell in us and that it sinks in from our head into our hearts so that we can realize how amazing and awesome it is that God lives in us and that from that place of awe and wonder and being filled by you and fueled by you that we would be a light in the dark world that we live in that is looking for hope, that we would love you and that we would minister to you, that we would touch your heart, that we would make the manger of our hearts a place that you enjoy dwelling, that we'd wake up asking you, Lord, how are you today? How can I make you more comfortable in this day? How can I be doing what you want me to do? And that as we do that, you give us that purpose and realization that when we bring the Father glory through the Son, that is where we're truly alive and where we are fulfilling the purposes you have for us. Lord, thank you for Emmanuel, God with us, who we celebrate this eve and tomorrow with gifts, Lord. But thank you because you are the greatest gift, Lord. May we give back ourselves and may we constantly walk in that place of friendship with you, of being in love with you, and being available for your purposes, Lord. Thank you for each of my brothers and sisters that are here. And Lord, if there's anybody here that doesn't know you yet, I pray that you would speak to their hearts and that they would want to invite you in and live in the power and in the reality and in the love that you have to offer us, Lord. Thank you for setting us free, and we praise you and give you all the glory. In the name of Jesus, amen.